Hey, welcome to Microphones of Madness. We are playing D&D Cursed Earth. Um, Actually, so. we're playing D&D Cursed Flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recreating that it. up now. Cursed Hollow Earth. D&D <laughs> uh, Legends of the Hollow Earth. Damn it, you just blew my next campaign. <laughs> Wait, is there anything like Legends of the Lost Temple? And then you blew the campaign after that. Wait, we wait, wait. We get to meet Olmec? Olmec. <laughs> can we swing by the aggro crag first? The aggro crag? We can leave yeah. you with the aggro crag. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's Nick after, uh, Nick after Popeye's the aggro crag. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mm. All right, so uh, we are at the beginning of the end. This is uh, the beginning of the final dungeon of Cursed Earth. And this could end up being a very short episode. It could be end up being quite a long episode. We don't know yet. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. We'll start on my far left. So there's Matt. Hey. Uh, who am I? Um... I'm Angle Finnebar, the half-elf wandering wizard, uh, and uh, I'm just happy to be here. Tell us about your your uh, theory about marriage and capitalism. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Marks, the half-gnome wizard. That was yeah. both of them. Yep. That was Marks and Angle on that. Right. One. He hasn't met Marks yet. Nope. And next up is Steve. I am Ogata Jiraiya, a human monk from the East who enjoys soup. Soup. And what is your favorite kind of soup? Um, what kind you got? And <laughs> tell us your theory about... Uh... It would be Italian wedding, but I don't know what the equivalent of Italy is in your world. So it's Turtle's Rest Wedding. There's no Italy. Well... <laughs> Then you don't have my favorite kind of soup. Italy. <laughs> Lily. Yes. I am Thanis. I am half of Barbarian from far north. Everybody's got a north. Nick. My character's name is Imperius Rex, and I am a dragonborn cleric who worships Soon, the goddess of light, love, and beauty. And ass whooping. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. God. <laughs> I now have the mace, the backhand of soon. That is tough love. And I hold it up high as I say this. And last, but certainly not least, Wesley. Yes, I am the bard, Loxley Orbison, known for my snakeskin jacket, which is incredible, and my awesome ballads, which Inspire awe and wonder in all. Uh, Still waiting for the Dawn and Walter, you know? All right. Also, if it would make you feel better, Rodney, she's from the mountains. How about that? Mountains. <laughs> so is so Jariah. Is yep. yep. Different, different mountains. Okay, yeah. so last time you guys uh, boarded a ship. 
were attacked by pirates. I killed a shark. Tannis killed a shark. Uh, Imperius <laughs> got to practice his swimming. Uh, Jiraiya almost practiced his swimming, but oh yeah, he can shadow step and just probably didn't even get wet. And he waded through a bunch of mook pirates. Yes, mook pirates. You came ashore on the forgotten island that has no name. The island of fuck, maybe. And <clears throat> the rain begins anew as Zrela and Snart complete the setup of camp. A few rations from the ship comprise a meager dinner for, for all of you. And you retire to your tents and drift off into a restful slumber with the sound of the rain slapping against the fabric of your tent. And that will be a long rest. So, therefore, recharge your hit points, etc. A steamy haze comes with the dawn. Though it is early morning, the temperature is already sweltering. As you prepare your gear... You notice a path running into the jungle. Though this place has been abandoned for a long time, the path does not seem to be as overgrown as it should be. And everybody give me con checks, or con saves, rather. Uh, con. Con! No. No. Uh, yes. Uh, 12. I got a 15. Okay. 13. Thirteen. All right. Poorly. <laughs> what about Loxley? I got a twelve. Got a twelve. All right. Everybody, thirteen or lower. You feel like a wave? No. <laughs> no, we did that last time. You feel a wave of uh, dizziness and disorientation just kind of wash over you. And as quickly as it's there, it's gone. You're just left with the feeling that something's not quite right. It's not quite right. Fucking hate the heat. Yeah. So does Loxley in that nice new leather armor he's got. Yep. But he's actually wearing armor now. <laughs> yep. I got a whole 13 armor class out of this. Sweet. <laughs> Nobody's going to hate you now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so very studly. Wink. Underneath my <laughs> Do you have studded snakeskin armor? Yes. Oh, God. He's so guilty. Somebody please draw that. That's badass. Indeed it is. What kind of snake? The kind of snake that will love you tender. Love you true. Ew. It would be a crawling king snake. That's pretty. <laughs> all right. So you guys are on the beach. You're all rested up, geared up, and there's a path going off to the west. Well, my friends, I say we travel westward along this path. Ah, uh, the west. The west. It's a direction in the west. <laughs> I say we journey to the west. Very good. 
Very good. The jungle to either side of this path is far too dense to easily navigate. But all of you feel that you're being watched. As if some sinister presence is concealed amongst the blight, brightly colored birds and chittering monkeys. There are monkeys. monkeys. The foliage begins to thin and you find the path has become a 20 foot wide walkway of weathered granite flagstones. Speckled with tufts of tall coarse grass and overtaken in places with tangles of creepers. You come to the outer wall of the compound. The stonework is in the midst of a losing battle with the encroaching jungle, crumbling in places. Directly in front of you is a 20-foot wide opening that probably held an iron gate in better days. Our, uh, who's with us? Are, are Snart and Drello with us as well? Uh, no, they stayed at the camp. <laughs> what good are they then? Uh, they're they're NPC good. Um, what's beyond the gaping hole that used to be the the gate? Looks like a looks like a courtyard. Anything odd about the courtyard? Not that you can see from here. Well, I guess I'll go scout the courtyard. Okay, you're in the courtyard. Anything unusual about the courtyard? It's a large courtyard overgrown with the same coarse grass as the walkway outside. Uh, there's a few cobblestones spread throughout the area, and a large shade tree stands alone in the northern section of the courtyard. The villa looms in front of you. Uh, the front wall is in the early stages of crumbling. And a quartet of evenly spaced windows stares dank blankly down at you. It stares dankly at us. It stares dankly at you. <laughs> the glass of one has been shattered and is now a, an empty opening into the void of the house. How far up is that one? It's 20 foot high. Uh, Otherwise, the courtyard is unremarkable and safe. Um, I guess I can try and get up there and take a look inside. Okay, so you, you're going to just leave everybody at the gate? just going to go scouting. Okay. See if I can take a look inside. I mean, I don't know what anybody else is doing. I'm just, like, looking around. I was looking at the gate to see if there was any, like, um, arcane markings on it or anything on it. Uh, there's no gate. Oh. It's oh, just oh, opening. It's, oh, it's just the wall and the opening. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> you guys can pretty much, from where you're standing, if you're standing at the gate, you can see the front of the house. What kind of house is this? It's like a villa. Sprawling? Yeah, pretty sprawling. Um, you can see what looks to be the top of a dome. 
right in the middle of the house. Looks like looks like it's made of glass. Do do we know anything about the history of this villa? Did uh, Drella fill us in on anything? Not a damn thing. She just pretty much got you a ship and pointed you in the right direction. Would a history check be helpful in this case? Um, try it. All right, let's see what happens. I roll my d20. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, your memory's kind of foggy. You may have heard a tale of a necromancer who lived in this area some time ago. I give his memory twenty dollars. See if it, that clears it up. A necromancer definitely lived here some time ago. Ooh, my memory's a little foggy. Ooh. Does this help? <laughs> yes, but I still remember the same thing. <laughs> Um, I'm going to try, I guess I'm going to try and, and, uh, pop up to that window and take, take a look inside. All right. It's the middle of the day. Um, the sun is shining directly down. So there are no shadows. You'll have to actually climb. Okay. Give me an athletics check. Nope. <laughs> It just you the the well, glass. I mean, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a um yeah it's a five it's a five okay well yeah you <laughs> you jump but the the way the glass is broken you think better of grabbing onto the end I mean there's a set of steps not too far from where you are that leads to a set of uh, wooden double doors. How are those doors? Uh, they're closed. Are they locked? No. You can get in this way. All right. Who is here? We got one, two, three, four, five. Five of you. Imperious. Yeah. Um, as everybody's kind of like walking up to the door, um, what's your uh, passive perception? That's just the number on this, right? Or yeah, it's just the number on that. It's three. Your passive perception is three. It's well, four. It's, it's ten plus whatever. Oh, it's fourteen. Okay. Fourteen. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, woo! All right, let's see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're you're walking up, and then all of a sudden, you feel a great weight just collide against you. Uh, you guys yeah, hear the sound back. of plate mail hitting the ground. No. Um. Imperious. Uh, 
a saber-toothed tiger has leapt from the jungle, has Ooh. bared down upon you and tried to bite your face off, but it didn't work. Um... I'm gonna flame breath it right in the fucking face. Can okay. I flame breath it right in the fucking face? Sure. Okay, I flame breath it in the face. All yes. right. Ah, oh, shit, I gotta pull up the player's book. Okay. Flame breath? Yeah, I think it's 3d6. So, meanwhile, what are the rest of you guys doing? Um, There's a saber-toothed tiger on the cleric. Mm-hmm. I have to get that off of him. Yes, I am attacking it. After I flame breath it in the fucking face. Yeah. Do Dragonborn have a bite attack as well? I don't think so. Um, Let me look. Uh, check your flame breath. That's just no. It's just a breath weapon. Um, that would be amusing. They're too, too civilized for fighting. <laughs> you need to make a, a saving throw eight plus my con modifier plus my proficiency bonus. So you need to make twelve. He's gonna eat a f- breath weapon to the face. Okay. It's three to six at so six okay. level. Alright, go for it. And then the next increase is at eleventh. So not that one. So full breath weapon. Triple that one. Eleven points. Eleven points? Alright. Uh, the tiger leaps off of Imperius. Scorched. Scorched, but not hurt very badly. And what was your damage again? It was 11 points. 11? Okay. All right. Uh, Now we'll go in dex order. Actually, everybody else roll initiative real quick. You too, Imperius. Ooh. You want mine first? Uh, sure. I got an 18. <sighs> okay. Imperius got an 18. I got Jiraiya. a six. six. All right. Wow. <laughs> six. Tannis. 19. 19. Engel. 16. All right. Loxley. 14. All right. So we're going to go Tannis, Imperius, Engel, Loxley, and then Jiraiya. And then the Tiger. So Tannis. Well... I'd like to rage. I'm going to slap the tiger in the face. All right. Go for it. 
That is 21 to hit. Yeah, yeah, that's a hit. And 23 to hit, so that's another hit. Okay. Eight twelve. there you are. First one is... That was just three, so that's... <clears throat> and the other one's 11. Okay. 13 and 11 already. Okay. <clears throat> Imperious. Um, is it, it still hasn't done any damage to me, right? No, it, it missed its, its surprise attack. Okay. I'm going to wonder where my spells Um... I'm going to bash it in the face. If I Can I bash it in the face from this place? Uh, yeah, you can bash it in the face. I'm going to try to bash it in the face. Okay. I got a seven. Are you using one hand or two? Using one hand. Okay. I got a 17. To hit, you hit. Uh, okay, so I do... 1d6 plus 3 plus 3, so 11 points. Alright. And then so I keep forgetting this like every time we play. With a bonus action I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. And, God dang it, where's that player's handbook? I thought I had it open. Sorry. All right, you know what? I'll cast that next time. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Don't want to someone else. You can cast okay. it while Angle's going. Okay. Angle. Uh, yep. I'm going to hack a firebolt at this thing. Okay. 19. Does it hit? That's a hit, yeah. There we go. Eight points of damage. All right. Okay, uh, Loxley. All right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start wailing on my loot. Approach the uh, tiger and well, drop my sword. It does diddly. Roll a not. Roll a natural one. Diddly. Yeah, <laughs> rolled a one. <laughs> that that was unimpressive. You rolled a one. Yes. Ever unimpressive. <laughs> Uh, take two points of damage as you stab yourself in the foot. That's what you get for playing your loot and trying to fight at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's right. How many freaking hands do you have? Well, you're Jariah. <laughs> um, I'm going to use my move to flank it. Okay. And then I'm going to attack it with my staff and then two unarmed hits. Okay, go for it. So the first one um, is a 23. That's a hit. Um, we'll just do damage when I'm done. The second one is a 22. Also a hit. And the third one is a 24. Also a hit. Okay, so we do... And I'll just add, 
Um, I'll just add up all the damage. That's all right. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Are you adding? 30 points of damage. All right. Yeah, I told you I was adding it up. I know, but I was wondering if the tapping was you adding. That was me adding. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Just making sure. All right. The tiger. Three of you are engaged. Well, let's see. Four of you, technically, are engaged in melee. Uh, Tannis, you are number one. Imperius is number two. Jariah is three. And Loxley is four. Uh, it turns on Jariah and takes a swing with its claws. And stumbles into the ground. The tiger is now prone for a round. Tiger meet meet the bard sword. <laughs> bard sword. <laughs> <laughs> tiger. <laughs> Poor Tiger. Uh, back to the top of the round, Tannis. I had his prone work again. You get you get advantage. Okay. Attack number one. Couldn't just give you that twenty. God damn it! <laughs> that is twenty eight to hit. <laughs> okay, that's a hit. And nineteen to hit. Okay, both of those hit. All right, so 20 points damage and 13 points of damage, so 20 and 13. Okay. Tennis. Tennis's axe bites deep into the flank of the saber-toothed tiger. It breathes a death rattle, and Tennis hits it one more time, just to be sure. The tiger is now dead. Uh, whoever's keeping XP bookkeeping, that's 450. Um, it's usually me. I just got to find a piece of paper. Okay. I got it written down for now. All right. That's fine. It's all you. All right. No. <clears throat> After a few moments, the sound of birds and monkeys returns to the jungle. And you're standing in the courtyard. Looking at the finely crafted ironwood doors with brass fittings. They are. Tannis is taking a fang. <laughs> How old? How old? Yeah. These finely crafted. Pretty old, but they're still in good shape. One of you, uh, specifically magic... considering the uh, condition of the front wall and the actual wall around the courtyard. Could one of you magic type people see if there's like some bad mumbo jumbo on these doors? Ingle, can you do that? Yeah, I can do an arcane check on it anyway. Okay. 
Go for it. And pronounce tiny. Okay. Ooh, 22. 22. They are ordinary ironwood doors with brass fittings. They seem to be ordinary ironwood doors with brass fittings. Hmm. Pretty well crafted. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty well crafted. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was funny as fuck. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Uh, I want to watch it. Be funny. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> so there you are. Um. And they're not locked. They do not appear to be locked. No. This was the friendliest necromancer in all the lands. I know. Ah, uh, necromancers. They're, they're a nice bunch. He's a, he lives on a he lives on an island out in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Why would he need to lock his doors? Is there anything? Because he's a necromancer, and that's just what they do. No, and um, also he's a necromancer. I'm sure he like would welcome the new standards. Um. If I take a look at the doors, um, okay. Perception. Sure. Uh, what the hell are you rolling? A boulder? Yeah. <laughs> My bad. These. Oh wait, hold on. I'm not. <laughs> I'm looking at the narrative, not the. Whoa. That's uh, a die. All right. What was your perception? Fourteen. Fourteen. These are ordinary ironwood doors with brass fittings that are unlocked. Not that I trust the door, but I guess I'll just open it. Okay, you open the door. The door is now open. What's beyond the door? All right. Motes of dust dance in shafts of sunlight as you enter the villa. The interior walls of the villa are made of a dark, fragrant wood. A 10-foot-wide passageway goes off to the north and off to the south. A 20-foot-wide passage extends straight ahead of you to the west. Uh, looks like it goes toward an interior garden. Guys, want to go down the north-south passageway or go into the garden? Hmm. Garden, eh? Mm -hmm. Well, I start heading to the garden. Yep. I'm up for that. Okay. Uh, The passage that you're in, 20 foot wide, leads directly to the garden. Uh, There are no doors on the uh, north and south walls as you're headed toward the garden. The air smells of dead plant matter. Uh, As you move down the passage, you hear a soft moan that could be a gust of wind. From what direction? Uh, Just kind of all around you. It echoes through the house. What's the light situation in this house? Uh, well, the, the garden is pretty well illuminated. 
because the sun is high overhead and it's a glass dome on the roof. This is the glass dome that we saw from the exterior? Yep, this is the glass dome you saw from the exterior. So the whole thing is built around this garden? Seems to be. Okay. Uh, what else is in the garden? Well, you're in the hallway right now. Well, I'm going into the garden. Okay, you're going into the garden. Uh, shafts of sunlight filter in through the large glass dome. You're surrounded by the desiccated remains of what was once a lush garden. Dried plant stalks crunch under your feet. In the center of the garden is a marble fountain by topped by a statue of a man in fine robes. As you're looking at the statue, a cold blast of wind rattles the dead plants around you and rustles your clothing. There is no apparent source for a breeze, let alone one that's that cold. Is anybody else with me in the garden? I was behind you. Yeah, I walked in with you. Okay. Um, as you're standing in the garden, you see it's octagonal in in shape. There are exits to the west, to the north, to the south, and back east the way you came. Um, but one striking thing you notice is that the brickwork to the west is different than the walls of the front. It's almost like the rest of the house was built around an existing structure. How solid is that that um, odd brickwork? Pretty damn solid. Almost cyclopean. Ooh. <laughs> it's got one eye. Yes. It's directly above you. Oh, God. I hope it's not a butthole eye. <laughs> <laughs> now you're ruining what's going to happen on Monday. Thanks, Nick. Oh, wah, wah. Is it, Does there appear to be any way to get into that the structure that the wall. Um, yeah, there are passages to the north and south that run along the outside. Uh, and there's a passage that continues straight ahead on the other which, side of the statue. Which one? Yeah, but you said that one of the walls of the garden, right? Uh, I said the back half of the garden. Okay. Which passageways are going into that? Into the the odd the odd structure. North, south, and west. Okay, so there's there's three. Essentially, the garden is the center of the house. Right. Right. And the front half is where you came in, and that the walls seem to be built of wood. But the back half of the house is built of the interior rooms are built of stone. Do you guys north, south, or west? Yep. Uh, let's try. Let's try uh, south. Oh, my vote was going to be west. I just rolled the dice, though. So. <laughs> All right. So we got one vote for 
south, one vote for west. When we came in, we came in from the from the east. Yeah, yeah from now from the right. east. But, and when we came into the original structure, we came in from the east as well. Yes. So we've just been heading west. Let's just continue right. going west. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right then. That was what I was looking for. Alrighty. Um, you go in. You notice uh, the passage narrows down. Uh, looks like it opens up into hallways going north and south in the back, and there are rooms to or doors to the north and to the south. Uh, anything special about those doors? Standard wood doors. Are they locked? No. Anything odd about them if I roll a perception? Roll a perception. Fifteen. There is nothing odd about these doors. Um, and they're one to the north, one to the south? One goes to the north, one goes to the south. The one to the north is a set of double doors. The one to the south is a single door. I'll open up the double doors. Okay, you open up the double doors. What's the light situation like in here? Uh, this room is illuminated by an unnatural, sickly green light. Oh, that's always a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, there's a, there's hallways going north and south, and also doors going north and south in yes. this passage. Yep. The passage a- ends. You see the back wall of the house. Do we have an actual light source? Only the natural sunlight filtering in and the now sickly green light emanating from the room that Jariah just opened. What else is in this sickly green room? All right. Along the walls, there are mosaics of savage creatures unfamiliar to you. Uh, You hear the sound of flies buzzing in the air. The remainder of the room is empty, save for a large statue and an altar against the far wall. What's the statue of? The statue is a 12-foot-high figure of a squat, frog-like creature carved from obsidian. Um, The artificer behind this monstrous thing installed a magical light in the base that causes the idol to glow with the same eerie green light. Ooh. It illuminates the rest of the chapel. Ooh. We found Dagon. <laughs> uh, also, next to the altar and statue is a large iron door. Are there any urns? Um, there are a couple of urns next to the altar. They're not really urns. They're more like braziers. Um, are the flies centered around anything, or are they just random? Um, give me perception. Natural 20. All right, they seem to be centered around the altar. Is there a smell in the air? Uh, kind of coppery. I go up to the altar. All right, you go up to the altar. <clears throat> The altar appears to be have been carved from a block of solid onyx. Uh, it's flanked on either side by brass braziers that faintly smell of sweet, intoxicating herbs. 
that mixes with the smell of uh, copper. The smooth stone of the altar and the surrounding floor are discolored from years of the spillage of blood. Uh, the flies buzz around the altar, which seems to have a puddle of congealed ichor from a fairly recent sacrifice to the idol. That's what I figured. Mm-hmm. Somebody's mm-hmm. been here recently. That isn't us. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody wants to take a closer look, go ahead and give me uh, perception as well. Sanity check. No. No, there's no sound um, that. That would have happened as soon as you looked at the statue. Yeah. Fifteen. I rolled twenty-two. I perceived right. Diddley. Uh, yeah, you're just looking at the mosaics, Loxley. What about Angle? Uh, I'm just kind of surveying the place. Um, could I make a history check, maybe? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Oh, I rolled a nine. Roll the nine. Yeah, this this particular temple, uh, the mosaics, the statue, uh, blood sacrifice, none of it is ringing any bells. Um, perhaps this is a, a god whose worship has been completely forgotten on the mainland. Uh, those of you who passed your perception checks, uh, in the in the puddle of congealed blood. You notice a number of small uh, reptilian scales. How big? Uh, maybe about an inch, inch and a half. Can I roll nature on it? Sure. I hold it up to my own in comparison. Okay. That is a 17. A what? 17. Okay. Uh, you and Imperius have kind of the same idea. Um, it's definitely not Dragonborn, but it is possibly another reptilian humanoid species. Does it make sense? We have into our host in here soon, and I don't think they knew we were coming. What's in the braziers? Ash of sweet-smelling, intoxicating herbs. Mm. So there's an iron door next to the altar? Yes, there is. Uh, Does anything seem off about that door? Um, Give me a perception check. All right, let's see what happens this time. Okay, that time I perceived the... uh, I was 18. Yeah, I receive. <laughs> He's about to say what he perceived. <laughs> you perceive 18. Okay. Um, Loxley, yep. in your professional experience as an adventurer and man about town, uh, this is the type of door that valuables would be concealed behind. Ooh. Oh, let's let's just uh, open up. Or monsters. Ooh. Or monsters, eh? Yes. (laughs) Either either they don't want you getting in, or they don't want something getting out. 
It does have a knob on the outside. Oh, there might be valuables or monsters in here. Who wants to spin the wheel to find out which? I have no use for valuables. And I'm not particularly fond of fighting monsters we don't have to fight. But you are fond of fighting monsters. That's kind of have to fight. We don't have to fight. Don't ignore the last part of the statement. Angle? <laughs> angle? Mm-hmm. Imperious and angle. The room has suddenly gotten very cold. Ooh. Jake, can I make an arcane check to see if I can figure out what's going on? You don't have to. Okay. <laughs> because as soon as you turn around, you spot the figure of a woman hovering in the air. Uh, she's semi transparent. Uh, her hair is wild. Uh, her torso seems to be like just dripping blood. Her fingers are hooked with wicked claws. Yes. And she stares directly at you, Angle. And Hi. screams Murderers! Blasphemers! And now roll initiative. Oh, shit. <laughs> ah. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. I'll take that. Oof. What? All right. Go down the list. Angle. Uh, 19. All right. Jariah. 24. Four. All right. Tennis. 21. Tennis. Hmm? I said 21. Oh. <laughs> you cut out for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I heard you. I heard you. All right. Imperious. Nine. Nine. Womp womp. Loxley. 21. Wow, Loxley, what the hell happened to you since the I, last time we played? I don't know. <laughs> that was his one good roll for the evening. <laughs> no, the 18 to perceive the door was his one yeah. good roll. Uh, let's see. And the creature is 13. So it will be Jariah, Tannis. Oh, Tannis and Loxley need to roll off. Yeah, we need to roll off, don't we? Yep, D6. Six. Well, that was epic. Two. Three. All right. So it'll be Loxley, then Tannis. All right. And then Ingle. Then the Lady. And then Imperius. So, Jariah. Is the Lady evil? Uh, yes. All right. You feel your staff tingling. Oh, my. Ooh. Well, I'm going to um, use... Uh, I'm just going to hit it with my staff. And then uh, two unarmed attacks. Okay. 
So uh, the staff is a, a 20. Okay. That's a hit. Okay. I'm going to roll this separate because it's all different. Okay. Because it's evil. Fourteen. Okay. Okay. Um, my first unarmed attack is going to be a kick. Okay. And that is a twenty-five. Okay, that's a hit. Uh, doing seven damage. And my second unarmed attack, which will be a pivot and another kick, uh, which will miss unless a an eleven hits. Eleven does not hit. Okay. All right. Now the rest of you, before you take your turns, you have to be kind of impressed that Jariah just punched a ghost. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Loxley. Um. Technically, I kicked a ghost. Well, you kicked a ghost. Okay. I will now uh do uh. Play some Eldritch Blast on this thing. Uh, All right. So I feel that would be like early period Metallica. There we go. Go with that. On a uh, loot. <laughs> so that's uh, 19 on the first one. Okay. And 10 on the second one. All right, second one misses. All right. So with that, uh, we're going to do uh, 1d10 force damage. 1d10 force damage. All right, go for it. Yep. Uh, that'll be four force damage. Okay. All right, Tannis. I'm attacking. Okay. Just regular attacks. I only got so many rages. <laughs> right. <laughs> First attack is a 26. Okay. It's a epic 12. <laughs> uh, both of those actually hit. <laughs> okay, so that is 14 and 13. All right. The specter dissipates into a mist. But Engel. Hi. Uh, you have the distinct feeling that that's not the last you've heard. Of the ghost? Of the ghost. Ghost. This is a specter, a spirit of vengeance, and whatever her unfinished business is still hasn't been finished. Well, Imperius and I are going to head off to the kitchen to make his ham sandwich. Let everybody know. <laughs> While the rest of you go and set a trap. Yep. A ghost trap. All right. So we're going to need a roller skate, a can of paint, some rope. All right, Fred. <laughs> so if Imperius and Jariah are Shaggy and Scooby and, and Loxley is Fred. That makes Angle 
and Tannis, Velma, and Daphne. I'm Velma. <laughs> you know what? Tannis does have red hair, so she's okay with being Daphne. Not to mention, later Daphne is a badass. That's right, because Daphne has all the useless skills <laughs> that nobody else has. Yep. <laughs> yep. She's the, She was the skill dump character. Okay, so you're now alone in the room. Well, that was anticlimactic. So, were you leaning on opening the door or not opening the door? Where are we going with that? We've come this far. Oh, uh, bookkeeper. Nope, not yet, because you haven't finished with the spectrum. So she ain't dead er, again, like re-dead. That's right. <laughs> she hasn't been put back in that grave. <laughs> she, she's only dead. She's not all kinds of dead. Yep, so you're in the room. There's the statue. There's the iron door, the altar, and the doorway out. Well, let's open the iron door, fellow murderers. Murder. That's what's going on there. Okay. The specter. Who's going in first? And everyone jump at once. I'll go in first. No, I wasn't going to say anything because I just assumed that Jiraiya always does. This isn't his personality. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys. Jiraiya opens the door, walks in, nothing happens. I let out a blood-curdling scream. Okay, Jiraiya lets out a blood-curdling scream. And, and it I doesn't move. Jump to the floor. <laughs> Let's see. I raise a placard that says six no, on wait, it. Wait, wait, there are rolls for this. <laughs> what would be a better roll to see if he's bullshitting us right <laughs> Um, shoot. Um, It'd be deception to fake us out. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead. Try to roll deception to see if he is faking you out. Would unless that work? Would roll, that even need to work? Unless you want to roll perception. Yeah, that's I what I want. Roll my deception. You failed on your deception. I yeah, the the blood curdling scream is just more no, like he, a. He, he, uh, he beat me, I believe him. I run in. Oh, really? Okay, I'll you run in. Tannis, yeah. here's the here's him go ah and runs into the room. <laughs> Nineteen. Axe out. What? Where? Yeah, you're you perform enough to know that that was uh, really bad acting. Yeah, golf clap for that one. I rolled a six, like there was nothing. <laughs> you beat me. <laughs> okay, so Tannis runs into the room. The rest of you are kind of hanging out outside the room. Yeah, I was, I was, I was sauntering going, yeah. All right, so we're, we're the good stuff. You saunter in. Yep. Okay, everybody else? Yeah. All um, right. I'll go after Loxley, I guess. Okay. Uh, so is there any loot in here? Uh, no, but the floor seems to be wet and squishy. Oh, oh crud. Get out of the room. And the... Ryan's just laying in it. <laughs> the whole room closes up. The dragon eats you. You're all dead. 
Sweet and Surth. TPK. All right, Chris. Chris TPK I've ever been party to. I demand a recount. Sweet earthy scents permeate this room. Uh, along the walls are bundles of dried herbs and fungi. Uh, there are several strong boxes scattered about. Speaking of cheap TPKs. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, hey. Y'all would have wanted to decide if y'all didn't want to find out how to get out. <laughs> um. <laughs> On the north wall is a rack containing a number of obsidian bone knives. And, uh, yeah, some boxes, dried herbs. Ooh. So this is the sacrifice preparation room? Seems that way. Or at least storage for, like, incense and stuff. And where they keep their knives. Why is the floor slippery? The floor's not slippery. Oh. Because it's a dragon's tongue. No. Oh, <laughs> sand, sandy. I'm imagining it's like sandpaper. Yeah. It's no, it's yeah. like um, it's like just regular stone floor, just like outside. So there's herbs, there's boxes, there's knives. Mm. It's uh, the same herbs that were burning the. No, it seems to smell that way, yeah. There's a few different varieties. Is there a lot or a little? A uh, fair amount. Um, would I know how to profane those herbs? Profane? Not really, because they're pretty common in sensory herbs. You know, you you remember using similar at the temple. Right, but I just want to make sure that these particular herbs are no good to use so that if they try to kill somebody it won't work they, uh, the, they could be wet fix it where they don't burn yeah burn them all ahead of time that's what I'll do I'll just burn them all ahead of time okay uh, Jiraiya starts <laughs> scooping up herbs and fungi and taking them back outside to dump into the braziers Okay. Oh no, I don't want to put them in the braziers. I just want to burn them away from the braziers. I, I don't want to initiate whatever <laughs> okay. whatever's going on. I just want to make them unusable so the next time. Alright, he just takes to... them out into the middle of the temple and just dumps them in the middle of the floor. Yeah. Where there's space, because you probably don't want to burn them in this small room. Anything in the strong boxes? Sure. You want to open a box? Yep. All right. Each box that you open contains a fine crystalline dust composed of many different types of precious stones. Ooh. To probably profane <clears> those. <throat> I'll take, uh, I'll, we'll just pack away a couple of these boxes here. Uh, okay. That might be worth some cash. Uh, yeah, they are. They're about worth a uh, thousand gold pieces by your estimation. Woo! <laughs> Are they used as spell components at all? Can I arcane? Um, it's it's a mixture of powder, <clears throat> so you know, you'd have to be able to separate it. Mm -hmm. But yes, these would be the types of precious stones used as spell components. Booze money, weird. 
wonder why they're all mixed together. Perhaps they were used already. Uh, give me an arcana check. Because the frog demands it. Ooh, 11. 11? Um, yeah, it's simple enough question. Uh, this particular mixture of, of gemstone powder uh, is more of an offering to go along with the blood. Maybe the uh, the victims are coated in it. Maybe they're thrown into the braziers along with the herbs. But it'd be it's more of an offering than than this particular mixture being used as a component in a spell. Mm, okay. In fact, you could pretty much surmise that they're not trying to summon the god; they're just offering. They're just worshiping this deity. Whoever it happens to be. Yeah. Wonder who that is. The great water lizard is great. I know. That was a gold pieces that was a gold pieces per box. Mm. You had fun mugging that around this entire place. Hey, that's a, it's a box. I'm just thinking a box. You have fun okay. lugging that around the entire place. Same. How, how big is up is how big is the box? Um probably about a foot and a half by eight inches. Yeah, it's not the size of a shoe box. Yeah, about the size of a shoe box. Yep. Go right in the backpack. It's heavy though. Oh. It's like diamond oh, and ruby dust. and <laughs> pearls and just, just crushed gemstones. Ugh. I mean, it is a very fine powder. Mm. Anybody doing anything else in this room? No. No. Okay. All right, you're all back out in the temple section. Um, door goes back to the hallway. Um, what about the single door opposite the double doors? Okay. You want to go in there? Yeah. Okay. The door sticks a little bit, but you're able to open it. Um, a large bed dominates this room. Uh, the west wall, there's a small chest of drawers, and there's another opening to the east. Uh, this appears to have been the necromancer's personal chamber. No, well, I guess I'm looking around. Okay. Where are you looking? It's in the room. What's that? Uh, a bed? Like, have, like, just a bed? Like, are there drawers or anything? Dresser yeah. drawers? Or, yeah, yeah there's a chest of drawers there. on the west wall. Okay. Uh, the drawers contain a number of garments of rotting silk embroidered with silver and gold thread. Ooh. You're going to pluck out the thread there, Bard? Locksley? That would take a while, but... Well, uh, greed show no bounds? Hey, greed is good. The world and <clears throat> you're worried about the, the, the gold and diamond dust 
used in sacrifices to blasphemous gods? <laughs> it's not going to be used for sacrifice, except to my except to my booze fund. Your booze fund won't mean a damn thing if the mind flayers take over. We'll t- we'll fix that problem, and then then comes the booze and the ladies and the and the record deal. It all comes out. Okay. So, yeah, Tannis starts rifling through the drawers, and Loxley's looking over her shoulder going, ooh, is that gold embroidery? Yeah. I swear to God, if you do not get from behind me right now, I'm going to shove your head through this dresser. If you want to look, look. Hey, I'm looking around. I'm looking around. around. She moves out of his leg, and she's sick of him breathing down her neck. Okay. And I'm gonna look at the little room. All right, little room. Uh, this looks like maybe it was a closet at one point. Um, there's only a couple things in here. There's a small pair of well-worn boots and a box. What's in the box? Ask. Ooh. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? The dry is in the closet. I'll, I'll look in the box. Okay. Uh, there the are is out of the closet. Thank you very much. Okay. He was trapped in the closet. <laughs> in the closet. Yeah. A set of iron bars. As soon as you uh, pick up the box, the set of iron bars closes you off. You are now trapped in the closet. Or killing. No. Um. Inside the box, uh, there is there is a, like a medallion bearing an image of the. Uh, figure in the other room. Uh, there's uh, two or three rings. Um, I gather this stuff up and show them to the wizard. Alright. Jariah walks out of the closet with his box of rings and, and a medallion and a worn out pair of boots. Okay. Any of this stuff any good? <laughs> I'll do a real quick arcane check. Okay, you got 10 minutes, I can start identifying stuff. Yeah, I mean, we might as well. <laughs> yeah, really in like a huge hurry right now? I don't think we are. I mean, we're looking around yeah. for stuff. We're on 18 on Arcane. Okay, 18 on Arcane. Um, the medallion is a holy symbol uh, attached to the deity from the other room. Okay. Um, the rest are. Yeah, there's a couple of fancy rings and one plain silver band. The largest is uh, a fire oval, a girasol. So they're just just jewelry? As far as you can tell. To... To Engel's trained eye, uh, the small silver band could be important. And then there's a uh, diamond ring in the box. Looks like it belongs to a lady. Okay, the silver ring, this is going to take about 10 minutes to pop because I'm going to have to cast it as a ritual. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Identify. Okay. And identify the silver ring first. All right. The silver ring uh, is a ring of knock. Ooh, that's handy. 
Okay, and I'll cast it again on the, was it the diamond ring? In the, right. the diamond ring is a ring of protection plus two. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> really want that. I can, I can use okay. that. I, no, I, you I, can't. I, not as much as I can. I, 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 everybody you on. died with a hold ring on. of protection on last time. Hold on. Um, hold on. Doesn't only Angle know what it is? Yeah. Yes. yes. All right. If he's telling everybody, then roll for initiative because y'all go fight over it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are. The prices. And what was up with the boots? They were just worn out boots. Um, they are boots of haste. Boots of haste. Yeah, mm, those are also nice. Okay. Well, I'll put or the boots. Boots of speed. But yeah, they when they're activated, they they do a haste effect. Okay, well, these appear to be boots of, boots of speed for whoever's interested. What exactly does that do? Does that give you more attacks? Uh, I can. It creates a haste effect. Yeah, just like the spell. Hold on, I'll look it up. Go ahead and uh, you want to keep identifying. Um, the silver ring is a ring of knock for open yep. doors and chamber mm-hmm. doors and chests and all kinds of other locked things. Yeah, handy since the rogue stayed at the beach, huh? Mm-hmm. And there is a, a medallion and a third ring. Okay, the medallion you said was just a holy symbol? Right? Yeah, the medallion was just a holy symbol. Okay. And I'll do an identify on the third ring. Okay. Uh, that is just a really fucking expensive ring. But that was the woman's ring, right? No, the woman's ring was the ring of protection plus two. All right. <clears throat> Not that anyone's going to listen, but I think the barbarian should wear the boots. I think giving her another attack is probably like the smartest thing we can do. Sure. I don't care. That sounds obvious. I can read Like that. health, though. <laughs> Who has the lowest armor class? Him, probably. Mine's 15. Mine's low. Mine's, mine's 12. Mine's 13. Okay. Haste is a spell. You'll have to activate these boots. There's no telling. Uh, it's it's permanent. It like you still have to day? activate it. Probably once per day. Like I'm pretty sure after it's done, I'm done. Oh, that's the way the hay spell works. I think is it? Yeah, I'm exhausted after, so I won't be able to attack anymore once the spell's done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, until the spell ends, the target speed is doubled. It gains a plus two bonus to AC, has advantage on dexterity saving throws, and gains an additional action on each of its turns. I can wear them if y'all want me to. Um, let y'all know it's a, it's a risk. What's that? I said because it's an item. Does it have the negative effects as well? Uh, once the haste wears off, yeah, it's not like a permanent. It's an activated effect. So once you once it wears off, um, it still lasts one minute. So well, is this a um? Is this something? Also, from- how many magical items can we have? Okay, boots of speed don't grant a okay. haste effect though. Okay, what do the boots of speed do? You get a bonus action when you or you click the boots heels together, which I think okay. is hilarious. That makes sense. Um, 
you can use a bonus action and click the boots heal together. If you do, the boots double your walking speed, and any creature that makes an opportunity to attack against you has a disadvantage on that attack roll. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's all it does. There you go. Yeah, useless well. To me. Then, that's useless to me. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, it's kind of cool in combat. You get double your walking speed, so you can essentially take a free dash action. Yeah. Right. And your dash is actually four times. Yeah. Well, it's just walking speed. So. Oh, it doesn't. It's just running. Well, these will these will quadruple your running speed, just to make it more interesting to you. But they are worn out. When the boots property is in use for a total of ten minutes, the magic ceases to function until you finish a long rest. So you've got ten minutes on them, or you can, you know, turn if them on and off. So. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. For the ring of protection, since there's three of us that want it, unless I I would say we roll off. I mean that'd be the fair way. Sure. Um, you want to go with the D six? Uh, yeah. All three of us could use it. Yeah, you guys can D six it. No. Y'all want to go? Y'all want to oh, go with I mean, the highest? I want to go with the highest or the lowest? I assumed highest. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, what I assume highest too. that's what I assumed. All right. Well, well what everybody pick up your D6. Are we doing it now? Yeah, we're Nick, going to do it now. Wait. Nick, what's your AC? I have an 18 AC. Oh, I'm fine. He's wearing full plate. Right. I have full plate. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Everybody that wants this ring, pick up your D6. I don't need anything. On the count of three, roll your D6. One, okay. two, three. Shit. All right, Angle, what'd you get? One. I'm not getting it. Tannis, what'd you get? Five. Loxley? Four. All right, Tannis gets it. But Angle got a ring and knock out of the deal. Yeah, Oh, I was going to take that because I'm the one who's been opening the doors. Oh, yeah. You go ahead and take it then. <laughs> okay. Who wants the boots and speed then? You could have them. I don't need anything. I don't really want them. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jariah, Jariah, <laughs> cool. and Tannis, Jariah and Tannis already have a walking speed of like 40 feet, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that'd make your walking speed 80. Yeah, but I don't wear boots. Oh, okay. And I'd rather have the protection. I'll, I'll take them if it's my religion. So, just walking speed? Walking speed, and any creature that tries to, like, surprise you gets disadvantage. So, like, your speed... I'm that, too, so it's really useless to me. Yeah, it's a bad attack, uh, attack of opportunity. So, if you run right. past a creature and it gets right. a swing on you, it's at disadvantage because you're moving fast. Because you're moving fast. Yeah, because um, I already have danger sense. I already do that. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, if your speed is 30, it'd be 60, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It might be useful for running. Just <laughs> turn it on and off. It's up to you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm good. Um, uh-huh. What guidance can we have? Because I can possibly give up a ring if I can't wear it. A um, ring with 7, seven HP. I know there's a, there is a limit. What's the limit? Uh, I know it's two or three. I don't remember which it is. I think you can you can be attuned to two items. You can be attuned to three items. Three. All right. 
Right. If you're using attunement, if you're not using attunement, then it doesn't matter. Although old school rules is like you can have one ring per hand. Right. Um, I would go with that because these are pretty mundane items. Only yeah. I'm only going to require attunement for like legendary items. Yeah. And like particularly powerful. Generally, that's how it goes. Like Stuff how right. you don't. Really and know. and Lily's at that point because she has the bow of Strax and Bloodsinger. I do not mind being unattuned to but to bow because I don't ever use it. Yeah, but you're still carrying it around. Yeah, I'll go with shot to the boots. See what happens. Okay, Loxley has boots of speed. I'm going to wrap the medallion in a piece of cloth and secure it on my person. Okay. Put it in your booty hole. <laughs> you know, I think uh, I think our cleric might be able to help you with that part. Oh my! The put what? <laughs> Wait, the putting in the booty hole part? No, the, the whole the whole. I'm paranoid, so I'm going to wrap it in cloth. Oh, I mean, I don't know if I can. Oh, look! I can bless it. I guess. Oh, uh, no, I don't think you can bless it. But yeah, hold on a second. I don't have any way of blessing anything. Hmm. It's not like a skill or something. You could just sacrifice it to the great god of Cashbox. Yeah. The great. <laughs> you know, detect evil is a cantrip. It's a cantrip. No, it's a first level. No, I'm sorry. It's supposed to be just cantrips. It's not. I don't have it's that. The first level. I, I mean, I didn't add that to my spells. You didn't add to detect evil? No, I'll have detect evil. Wow. Okay. Well, then the cleric can't help you out with that. So, yeah, wrap it in cloth and conceal it (laughs) on your person. He can't help you with it right now, anyway. Tomorrow. Tomorrow he can. Yeah. It's when he prays for his spells tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So, uh, there's the door you came in, and uh, you guys have searched the chest. You've searched the closet. Um, let's continue on. We can make so much. Okay. You're just going to continue on? Yeah, let's, um, did you guys want to go up to the passage that goes north and south and then cut behind the, uh, the temple? That works. Yeah. So it's over that. All right. So you're going to go to, uh, the north and south? Yeah, and go to the passageway that goes behind the, where the temple was. Okay. All right. Leave the way. Worked out so far. All right, you guys, um, you're walking along. You're at the backside of the temple area. Uh, there's To the west is the back wall of the house. To the east is the uh, stonework of the temple. Uh, you follow that for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, about 120 feet, and it makes a sh- sharp right turn uh, to the east. Okay. All right. And you continue down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninety feet. Uh, the path splits off, heads south. And continues east. 
Um, doesn't matter. Let's just continue going the way where we're going. Okay. You're back at the front of the house. Well, now we know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so if we were to go east, would we end up back east. in the court, in the garden? Yeah, east would have taken you back toward the garden. Okay. So back in back in the garden, um, there was another way, right? We had it, gone west and kind of came back up through. Yeah, north, since you're right? back at the front of the house, you do pass a door uh, as you're headed toward the front of the house. There is a door uh, on the right. It's on the it's you know on the north north south wall as you're headed down toward the front of the house. Okay. Is it locked? Uh, no. I'll open the door. Okay, you open the door. A pair of rusting iron stoves lean against the far wall, and a stone table occupies the center of this room. Uh, There's a couple of racks containing the remnants of cooking tools. A wooden table stained with ages of blood rests against the east wall. Uh, There is a door in the west wall and a door in the north wall, which the door in the north wall is the one you came in. Um, I'll go to the west wall. All right, the west wall. Uh, aging beer and wine barrels sit rotting or sit next to rotting sacks of flour. Uh, I check the wine and the beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the wine has pretty much turned into vinegar and the beer it is bad. It's oh. It's been sitting here for a long time. It's skunked. It's just the way you like it, Loxley. No, it's you not. See, you see a, a tear roll down his <laughs> hand. Uh, there is a, there, there are two doors in the east wall. Uh, one of them leads back into the kitchen. Uh, the other one leads elsewhere. Um, other than beer, you know, bad beer, bad wine, and rotting flour, there's nothing of interest in this room. I'll uh, check out that door. Okay. It uh, looks like a dining room inside. Anything interesting in the dining room? A uh, large table. Long oak table flanked by chairs is the centerpiece of the room. Upon the table is a rotting tablecloth and a pair of large candlesticks made of tarnished silver. Ooh. Uh, the candlesticks are worth 20 gold pieces, Loxley. Ooh. Yeah, 20 gold pieces. Yeah, it's a lot of weight for 20. You do realize that we just found the room where there has been recent sacrifice, so you walking around with all this jingling shit is probably not hey, a good thing. Hey, right? hey, I'm not taking the candlesticks. They're not worth the weight. All right. I already took my weight. Are, are all of you in the room? Yeah. Following in a single line. Fine. <laughs> yes. This point. Okay, you're all in the dining room. Um, as you're standing there, Ed Loxley is eyeballing these candlesticks, thinking of how to place them in his pack. So, one, they don't jingle, and two, they don't stab him in the back. Um, the air starts to shimmer. And you see a silent vision of a man and a woman having dinner at the table. Does the woman look familiar? Uh, The woman, you think, might be the specter you fought in the temple. The man is dressed very much like the statue you saw in the garden. 
Is he wearing the holy symbol? What mm. kind of orange-haired maniac puts up his own statue in the courtyard? Um, after a few bites of the dinner, Most of them you're, do. You're, you're essentially watching the scene play out. Uh, after a few bites, the woman clutches at her throat. And the man just continues eating like nothing's happening. Uh, she tries. She gets up out of her chair. She tries to run towards you and collapses near your feet. Well, makes sense she's angry. Uh, the man waits for a moment before rising and approaching the falling woman. And just as he's about to reach out and touch her, the scene flickers out. And the room returns to the decaying state you found it in. That's one way to get a divorce. Suddenly it makes more sense that she's angry. Mm. Uh, there are There's a door that leads out probably into the uh, original hallway that you came into when you first entered the, the house. So at this point, is there any part of the house that we haven't explored? Uh, yeah, like half. Okay. Let's start making our way toward that half. Yeah. All right. Well, you walk out of the door. You're in the hallway. Uh, to the east is the main doors that you came in. They're wide open. Uh, directly to the south is another door. And then to the west is the garden. And to the north is the dining room you just came out of. Let's go to the south. Okay, you go into the south. Is the door locked? Give me a second, man. Uh, the door <laughs> is not locked. Almost as if the keeper knew we didn't have a rogue. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, this wasn't about locked doors and traps and stuff. This was about something else. <laughs> this room appears to be a, have been used as a parlor to receive visitors. A thick coating of dust has settled on the decaying velvet cushions of a number of couches and chairs. Several brittle ink-drawn landscapes hang on the walls, and there seems to be an opening in the south wall. Is there a liquor cabinet? No. Dang it. What type of opening? Uh, just like a the panel, just a gap in the panels that's about ten foot wide. Look through, like I look through it before I open it. Okay. I try to open it. I look uh, through it. You look through, and looks like a, another room, maybe storage or something like that. You've when you touch the panels on the wall, they seem like they move a little bit. Yeah, I kind of gingerly ease them aside to go in. Okay. Yeah, they they did just slide to the side. I it's didn't almost, know it was going to crumble in my it's hands like a, did that. It's like a room divider, essentially. Is if they needed more space, they would just open this up. Uh, as Tannis is like moving the thing, the panels around, you guys hear a large, loud crash coming from the room. That Tannis is about to enter. That's a good sign. Mm. Mm. 
I'll I'll go and investigate the source of the crash. Okay. I just imagine Jariah just pushes Tannis to the side. It's just like move. I'm going to see. And I just in- walk through you. Um, this this room has seen less use than the parlor. Uh, it appears that, as I said, it's just used as an extension of the previous room. Uh, there's a large oak table just pushed up against the east wall, and a number of extra pieces of furniture just covered in moldy sheets. Um, a broken vase lies on the floor. And then there's a, there's a passage in the south wall or door. And you think you see a shape move past that door. I'll go and uh, check out that shape. Okay. And while I'm going, I'll I'll say there's a door. Okay. Well, the shape moved past the door, so you have to go out of the door. Right. Well, All right. Well, you come out into the passageway about 90 foot to the west. The passage looks like it goes and turns off toward the north. Um, You don't see anything in the passage. Okay. You've pretty much figured out by now that the north and south passages at the front of the house pretty much encircle the outer, the inner wall. Right. And just act as a way to get around the entire periphery of the house. But you do not see any other movement. Okay. What else is going on in the vase room? Is there anything interesting about the vase that was broken? Nope. Just a broken vase. It's probably worth about a thousand gold pieces if it was whole. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> well, I guess it's better than him trying to kill us, huh? Are there any other exits to the room? There are no other exits to the room. There's the door that leads to this passage. There's the opening that leads back to the parlor. Onward and upward, I guess. Excelsior. Okay. You start heading up. The corridor goes off. Looks like toward the garden. You see four doors. One in the west wall. Three in the east wall. Let's check out the west wall first. All right. The west wall. Bookshelves line the stone walls of this room. A pair of tables. Uh, the... Tabletops coated in years' worth of candle wax uh, sit in the center of the room, and an aging desk crumbles against the north wall. Uh, The books are on various subjects, uh, geography, bestiaries, nature studies, um, a couple of disintegrating tomes on magical theory. Ooh. 
if I take a look around the room, is there anything going on? Secret passageways behind bookcases? Yeah. Me, uh, Start rifling through all the books. Paul. Give, me, uh, <laughs> give me an investigate check. Where's the key? Where's the, where's the secret book? I rolled a two. You rolled a two. Okay. Well, Jariah is looking around. Uh, I don't see anything interesting. I'll take a whack at it. All right. Uh, that's a 15. A 15? Yeah. Okay. Um, your investigate check reveals a pair of seemingly well-preserved spell books. Huh. Yeah, this, oh, this looks interesting. Looks like preservation of these texts. Mm. I'm just going to, uh, See if one if I just pull one, what happens? Nothing. It mm-hmm. comes off the shelf. Okay. Anything unusual about the book as I start flipping through it? Uh, you can't read it. Oh, I can't? Nope. Could it be a spell book? Yep. Yay. Can I take a record? Sure. Yep. Uh, it's novice level illusion spells. Cantrips right. first level. I actually don't know any illusion spells. Um, yeah, it's pretty much got all like all cantrips and all first level spells. Like all the cantrips, literally. Literally all the cantrips. And all the first level spells. And all the first level spells. That's really useful. And that's about as far as this poor little illusion has got. Uh, and there's a second book on the shelf that seems to be well-preserved. I'll take a look at the second book. You can't read that one either. Here you go. I cannot read this book either. What is it? Uh, it is, looks like a spell book that belonged to an apprentice necromancer. Okay. And... There are five cantrips in there, uh, a couple of journal entries, and that's really about it. Okay. This guy, this guy was an apprentice. Apprentice. I'll bundle him up and stick him in my bag. Okay. Uh, who made that investigate check? I did. I did. I got a twenty. Okay, Tannis. While they're looking at these books, you notice that there are some scrape marks on the book near one of the bookcases. On the floor. I try pushing that bookcase to in the direction of the marks. Okay. Well, you have to pull it. Pull, pull it, so, rather. You know what I mean? Right. Move it in the direction that the so marks are. Pull it, and it opens into the bedroom. You know, if this house was not such, you know, decay and rot everywhere, we'll not at least have bed. I go into the bedroom. <laughs> well, while they're doing that, I'm going to go and uh, look at those e- three doors up on the east. Okay. All right. You're going to start with left, right, or center? Uh, left. Left. Okay. Let's see, your left is going to be number five. So. Uh, this is a large bedroom, 20 foot by 30 foot. Uh, it appears that it would be used for very important guests. 
the bedposts are made from a rare wood, and what remains of the coverings appear to have been silk. Uh, The mattress, like, reeks of mold. Uh, There's a large chest against one wall and an ornate silver mirror hanging on the opposite wall, the wall opposite the bed. Um, Glancing in the mirror, is there anything weird? Uh, There's a woman dressed in bloody rags. Her face obscured by stringy hair and otherworldly shadows. She points at you with a skeletal finger tipped by a razor-sharp claw. Suddenly, she lets out a blood-curdling scream and make the willpower save. The willpower save? Willpower save. Um, which saving throw is that? With the... Wisdom. Wisdom? Yeah. Yeah. 20. Okay. Then you're not afraid. Um, I say, your husband poisoned you, huh? The image in the mirror vanishes. Then I knock open that chest. (laughs) Okay. Inside the chest is 100 gold pieces. Mm -hmm. A well-crafted bow, Mm -hmm. quiver of 20 arrows, Mm -hmm. a rapier with an ornate leather belt and scabbard, Uh, and the decaying remains of some rather fine women's traveling clothes. I hide the 20 gold underneath the bed. 20 gold? Or the, you said there was gold, right? 200. 100. 100. I hide it under the bed. <laughs> I love the extremes he went to on the amount of gold. 20 to 200. <laughs> Whatever, however many it was, I hide it under the bed. Okay, you Brian hide cares the... not for money. <laughs> and then I go and get Angle. Okay, you go and get Angle. Um, I may have found some more magic items. Oh, yeah? But oh, I have yeah. no idea. I have no way of telling. They're in this chest. Ooh. What else in there? It's a bow, some arrows, and a rapier. Okay, I'll do Arcana. All right. 18. 18? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, The rapier seems very interesting to you. Um. It seems to have some magical glyphs etched into the guard. Okay. I'll spend ten minutes and do identify on it. Okay. It is a plus three rapier. Yipe. Okay. Um, Doesn't that Bart use a rapier sometimes when he's not... Maybe. Yeah, I don't use I don't use it. So, oh, I use I rapier all night long. Oh, you can vault. Oh, I hide the rapier <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you hide the rapier under the bed. There's a very well made bow and a quiver of arrows. Doesn't deserve that. Okay, I'll identify on the bow. Uh, the bow. There's nothing magical about it. Okay, and I'll spend 10 more minutes and identify on the arrows. Okay, the arrows are definitely magic, but there are 20 arrows. 
Okay. Um, each they're bundles of five. Each one has a different effect. This would take me an hour to identify each bundle. If you guys got a spare hour, the sun is beginning <laughs> to set. What else? Are we well, I mean, there's there's two ways this could go. You already know their magic. So we can yeah. use them in battle to see what the fuck they do, or you can just sit and try to figure it out overnight or something. That's up to you guys. Uh, or, or you could <clears throat> the examine the arrows. Sure. Okay. Each arrow is carved with a symbol. Uh, 17 on Arcana. Okay. Well, this, this the symbols are pretty self-explanatory. Um, it's, it's a rather novel use of this type of magic. Uh, one one set of arrows has a web carved into the shaft. Ooh. One set of arrows um, has an arrow covered in what looks like flame. One set of arrows has a heart. And the final is of healing. <laughs> One way to find out. Hey, Loxley, come here. Let me poke you with this for a second. It's it's rabbit season, and the uh, fourth set of arrows seems to have like a stylized set of manacles carved on it. Ooh, interesting. Weird. Well, I'll describe those to the party. I don't use arrows, so... And there's one... There's a 21st arrow. Okay. The 21st arrow has a gauntlet carved on it. Jeez. I was say, is it, is it a Patriot arrow? Is it oh, the Patriot yeah. arrow? No, it's not. Because <laughs> there always has to be a boxing glove arrow. All right. I... Though I... I, I mean, there's one of us that you know has a bow. I normally eschew um archery but i am proficient in because i probably never use it um okay. i can, I can go in there too if you want it yeah i can i can use it yeah <laughs> it's a, a short bow uh yeah it's a short bow okay. yeah i'm proficient in the short bow all right um just there's there's also a green tunic and a hood but yeah, yeah. i'm not putting that on <laughs> No, there's not a green to it. However, there is a handlebar mustache in the bottom. And a goatee. A Van Dyke. A Van, Van Dyke. In blonde. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll just look that stuff up later. Yeah. Strangely enough, makes you speak with an um, English accent. Boxing. There will be. Yes. I could sell you a plus three rapier. It'll just cost you the dust that you have in your in your pouch. <laughs> All right, I I reach it. I reach into I reach in my purse and pull out the lint inside my pouch. He said, "Yo, the dust inside my pouch." No, not that dust. What? You want you want you want the you want the box that you thought was jigs that I carry around? They that there's like. Three more of in that back room. 
Yep. Really? Yep. Why do you want the box? I don't know. Do you want a rapier or not? How about a cup of the dust? No. Really? If you want a plus three rapier that will help you survive this and defeat the things that we need to defeat to save the fucking world, then yes, I will I will exchange that rapier for that box included with the, the jewel dust. If not, enjoy your money. Uh, things that things things I do to save you people. There you go. Here is a box. Full does, it of have, dust. does it have the, the gem dust in it? It does have the gem dust in it. I reach under the bed, give him the rapier, take the box, and pour out <laughs> the dust in front of him. Here you are. Meanwhile, Tannis has been in that bedroom looking around. Okay. That she found. Right. Roll and investigate. Is there an intact pillowcase? No, there is not an intact pillowcase. <laughs> oh, I cast. Oh, I, I use my ring of knock to scatter the dust. <laughs> oh, no, no, my one. You know what I could have bought with that? I could have bought some ninety-five-year-old whiskey. Do you know how hard it is to get a hold of that stuff? I could have bought a boat full, full of an audience. People were appreciating my genius. I could have bought a thousand golds won't cover that. I'm afraid they won't actually carry just for a thousand golds. <laughs> the piece to make them care. Hey, hey, you ever heard me when I'm trying to pitch the woo on my loot? It works. Thousand gold more than enough. I've heard you in battle is enough. That's in battle. I need I need to bring down the house. You brought down something. But anyway, Tannis ain't there no way, so <laughs> I got a thirteen. All right. You got what? Thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. All right. Uh, you're in the closet. You find something off about the the back wall. I pried around at it. Okay, takes you a little while, but uh, you find one of the little pieces of stone seems loose. Well, I fidget with that stone. Does it depress or pull out? Uh, it doesn't seem to pull out. So I push it in. You hear the sliding of stone against stone. And over by the chest of drawers, a uh, section of the wall has slid away. Hmm. Well, I go over to look at what just opened up. Uh, it is a passage. Looks like leading to stairway going down. I go back to the hall i'm not quite sure where they went oh you can hear you know by the sound of the crying where they are <laughs> oh, oh, oh. she 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 slowly makes her way to where they are. 
ahead for making more noise than necessary. You you <laughs> enter the room. You find Loxley holding a very nice rapier, <laughs> uh, a pile of glittering gemstone dust on the floor. Uh, Loxley is crying. Jariah has equipped himself with a bow and a Van Dyke. Um, Engel, I'm not sure what he's doing, and I have no idea what Imperius is doing. I'm just been hovering with the group the whole time. I'm not taking any loot because I don't need any. Okay. It sounds like everyone's been finding everything that we need to find. I fucked up by not taking the tech evil. Womp womp. <laughs> yeah, Tannis, Tannis just kind of like purposely walks into Loxley to try to get him to shut the hell up. <laughs> All right, Tannis and walks into Loxley. I found I found a door that leads downstairs. Oh, oh yeah. I suppose we should go downstairs now. Down, down, down the fortune. Oh wait, there's another box. Never mind. We always gra- I always grab another box on the way out. Uh, what do you mean, another box on the way out? Of dust. Of delicious. How's a gold piece dust? You have to go all the way to the other side of the house. You can do that. I don't care what go he back does. Into the, go back into the uh, the room where I'm sure Jariah set a fire after fighting the specter. He, he, I, he burned all the, the herbs. Yep. And probably the remainder of the dust. I hate to tell you this, but uh, considering you, the you, state of the world. Uh, yes, the, the toad-faced god is sitting there reclining against the altar. Looks at you, Loxley, and says, Sup? I'm sad now. You I'm assuming richness? he's just still on the ground's back. <laughs> no. You want, you want money? <laughs> actually go back. Oh, been a long way. I was going to do that on the way out. <laughs> After we're done killing this thing. Look, Loxley, stop sniveling. I hate to tell you this, but considering the state of the world currently, there is not much liquor to be had to begin with. Yes, but after we're done killing this thing, we get we get kill this thing. How about we worry about the problem at hand first? You can loot this place to your heart's desire once we're done. I believe I fucking went back to save you. Hey, hey, my dulcet tones have lifted your spirits in times of need. She does not even listen to him. She's just walking back towards the door. <laughs> Cursing in Elvish. <laughs> she probably looked at these last two rooms before we go down. Okay. All right. Left or, or right or center? Uh, middle. Okay. I'll go right. Uh, it's a I'll 20 by up. 20 bedroom. Mattress seems to have been split open. Is there anything in the mattress? Uh, there's a scroll. I'll give it to Angle in a minute. Right. Another castle. Right. <laughs> you, you all hear the sound of weeping. 
I went to the room on the right. Did I hear that? Yes. Uh, this is another 20 by 20 bedroom, probably for guests. Um, the linen would have been expensive when it was new. Now it's decomposed and mattresses shriveled. No, like it do. It's been here a long time. <laughs> uh, there's a small strong box at the foot of the bed. No, I open the strong box. Or is it locked? It's not locked. Uh, there's 15 tarnished silver pieces and a dagger. Special looking about the dagger? Is it rusted or anything? It's been there for a while, yeah. It's it's just an old dagger. She she leaves it in there. Actually, no. She takes a dagger and puts it in her boot, and then she leaves the rest of the stuff in there. She doesn't care about that, and she just keeps, looks around the room. And if there's nothing else, she leaves. Boy, thank you. I'll I'll remember the, how you guys just don't give a crap about treasure. It's the, not uh, that. Text. Honestly, honestly, in character, Tannis really doesn't care about the gold because she's walking around with like over a thousand right now. <laughs> right. No, it makes light. She doesn't really care about the gold. Makes my life a lot easier. <laughs> Somebody cares about the gold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the only other option is the room that Tannis found. Yeah, the chest is open. The, the silver's still sitting there. She didn't move it. She just took the dagger. Ooh, I'll go. Oh. Ooh, did I hear the word silver? I'll go peek in there. I didn't Locks say a damn thing. Enters the room with a flourish of thing about silver. He just smelled it. Yeah. <laughs> he smelled money. He's a fucking niffler. He uh he enters the room with a flourish of his snakeskin jacket. Yep. And says, Ooh, a box. What's this? Oh yes. And you find fifteen tarnished pieces of silver. As he reaches the score, Tannis kicks it to make the the lid fall on his hand. Ow! That's my counting hand! And then she leaves him alone. (laughs) Silver. Silver bells. You're going to be the death of us with this lusty thing of gold and silver. Hey, have you ever ever not been tipped after a gig? It hurts. I'm a fucking wanderer. I don't care. I'm a bard. I live on tips. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He's not a better manager. <laughs> hey, what, what? What, this, did he have a manager? That's the question. Actually, the last guy that he worked for sent him somewhere to get murdered. Yeah, the loser got drunk and sent me away to you people. You think he got drunk. You think he got drunk. He sent you away to get murdered. He's that was like a repo gig, wasn't it? He sent you to the labyrinth of dreams alone. He sent you to get murdered. <laughs> like you test some guy's Buick. All I wanted was to get paid for my gig. And he did not want to pay me. And you almost got eaten. By demons. The devils. No, by a minotaur. Oh, right. That thing. So what's down these stairs? 
I don't know. Let's go see. I didn't go down. I just came to get you guys just in case. All right. You go down the stairs. Uh, you enter a 20 by 20 room. Uh, there is a doorway that leads off into darkness. As soon as whoever's in front crosses the uh, steps off of the final step, an image flickers into existence near the door. Miss Princess Leia. Help, Help me, me Obi-Wan. 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 You're, yeah. my, You're only my only hope. hope. Uh, it, it is a man dressed as the... Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> dressed as the statue in the garden. And he says... The image speaks. It says, Welcome, visitors. I am the necromancer Balthazar. It is a shame that I have been called away to the outer plains to uh, continue my studies and research. As I am especially disappointed that I am not present to deal with your trespass myself. If you are looking for some piece of arcane lore, you will not find it. If you are looking for my counsel, I shall return in a century. Otherwise, leave. Wait. Just looking for a phylactery. The image says nothing. Great. It's an answering machine. Don't forget to leave your name and number at the beep. Turn back now. Hi, I'm (laughs) I'm at home right now. (laughs) Please leave your name and dimensional coordinates at the sound of the beep. And I'll drop a curse in your lap as soon as I get back. <laughs> I'll be back to curse you as soon as I'm available. If you persist in your desecration of my home, know ye that my servants in my in this laboratory will destroy you. Ah. The image flickers out, and that's where we'll leave it tonight. Desecration? Has he been home recently? <laughs> well, he did say a century. Yeah. <laughs> he would be back in a century. We don't know when he left this message. <laughs> he bends down and sticks his hand out and says, Now... How do I how do I stop recording? <laughs> and then you hear the elevated music in the background. Press <laughs> press start. Uh, Windows control panel. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back to continue the begin later on. That joke probably will mean nothing once this, this audio, because I fully expect you to change the name of it. <laughs>
anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Always keep through the left points. Cheers. Good night. Good night, Grace.